You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. seen this series which one the one with liam gallagher oh the one i showed you the other week yes i've seen it because i indeed showed it to you oh yeah that's right you did show it that's to right me. it's a, I, I totally forgot it was a vice news hbo thing but they interview like um like artists and they get their opinions on new music the best one though is liam gallagher when <laughs> he's listening <laughs> and he goes not for me mate <laughs> not for me play oh. uh megan trainer not for me, Mike. Not for me, Mike. But the best one was, though, he was listening to all this music. He was Some of the he was liking. He liked the OCs a lot, which I was really uh, surprised. Mm-hmm. He, sa- he said it sounded like a Tom and Jerry cartoon where you take acid <laughs> and you're being chased by the girl without the you know the upper torso. But the best one was he played a Ringo song. And he's like, oh, yeah, I bloody love Ringo. And the guy asked him, what's he singing about? Well, what do you think he's singing about? Peace and love. Of course. Of course, the band member from a band that was infamously known for ripping off the Beatles is a fan of Ringo Starr. Oh, what is, what is this? Is this Egypt Station? Oh my God, McCartney's an effing genius. He's all, he done it again. It's like, it's, I feel like a child listening to this, sitting in my house, listening to my records. Next I say, up. this is for me, mate. This is for me. And then they followed up with like showing him the new Travis Scott album. Not for me, mate. Not for me, mate. Not for me, mate. But you know what is for me, mate? Yeah? This podcast, which we call Grounds for Discussion. Discussion. A weekly music podcast starring both myself, John, and my lovely, handsome friend right across from me, Adam, as we drink copious amounts of coffee while discussing the latest music. All right, well, cheers to coffee. Cheers to coffee, sir. Amen. Oh, that wasn't much of a cheers. Well, eh. that's all right. Hey, well, you know. Well, well, we, we got edit it and post. <laughs> edit it and post. Click. And click. Ding. And this week we are reviewing the latest album from the 1975. A brief inquiry into online relationships. Hmm. It sounds like a class. <clears throat> a class. <laughs> online relationships one-on-one. <laughs> Step a- step one, don't be a o- jerk. O-N-T, 1975, a briefing <laughs> free into online relationships. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, just wanted to remind everyone, too, we have a website, which is g4dpodcast.com, where you can find all our episodes and download them as well. And we are also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. And maybe one day we'll be on Spotify. Yeah. Spotify's maybe. been getting, getting a little more lax, so I, Good. Think, I think we can... Yeah, they, not, I, don't, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't get it. Spotify, you want us. They sure do. You want us. Mm. We're, we're like the perfect synergy podcast for them. We talk about albums that they stream. Yeah, Come look on, at guys. that. Wow. Come on, guys. 
Get it together. I mean, I use you to listen to music. Wow. Yeah, come on. So, do you want to provide the intro for this band? Yeah. Because I got to be honest, before we get into it, I've never really heard their stuff prior to this album. So, you know, this is a new, fresh band for me. I, I have to say, it's the same for me. The only thing I was familiar about this British band was they had a song called Chocolate. Mm. And that's pretty much all I knew. Um <laughs> Yeah, but they're an English pop band from Manchester. Manchester. And they they use, it's a standard, you know, four-piece band, but they use a lot of electronics and keyboards mm. and effects. Uh, this is their third album, um, releasing their first one in uh, 2013 and then one in 2016. The reason I was laughing before recording this was because their second album is called I Like It When You Sleep, For You Are So Beautiful Yet So Unware Of It. Wow unaware of it yeah all right so sure yeah okay but (laughs) this is their newest album a brief inquiry into online relationships and yeah i guess we can just (laughs) i i feel like this i'm showing my 28 year old age here but i don't know these guys i don't know much about them i heard through you know whether it be pitchfork or other music sources that this is a very good album, and it's very relevant, and it's very here, and it's getting all sorts of accolades and recognition. So John and I thought, well, what do two white people think of it? So let's <laughs> discuss that, because everyone wants to know what you know what we think of it. So, and, it and it doesn't get much whiter than this album right here. Sure, no. But um, yeah, so... What did you think of it? <laughs> so, Adam, I knew it was going to happen eventually. Uh-oh. I turned 32 this past summer, so I'm going on 33 years old. It was going to happen at some point. At some point, I was no longer going to be into the cool music. There's going to be that generational divide, and I was going to reach that point where it's like, well... I feel old and I feel like that this is music that maybe I would appreciate more if I were younger because there's just that missing connection between myself and this music. This is millennial pop music through and through from top to bottom. Everything on here is like millennial to like the nth degree. It really is from everything that they sing about about relationships, about the state of the world that we're in, about one night stands, all those things. It's all from the point of view of a millennial band. And I know technically I'm a millennial too, but if you are someone who, I don't know, maybe you're still in college, you know, you're you're getting your degree or whatever and you know, you you, you consider yourself like very liberal and very much like you know yeah you know i'm progressive and all these kind of things well you're this album is for you because that's what this is from beginning to end this is very much a young person's album and i don't say that in a negative way i'm not saying y'all can't have your music that is directed at you but i am definitely the old guy looking in on this album yeah i like you i feel very similar to you 
I see why this album is popular. I see why it would attract a lot of people to it. It feels like a very, it's very cohesive though. And it's music. It's, it's message. Excuse me. I see why people like it. I get it. There are aspects of this album that I do like, and there's some things that I just can't do just because it sounds like whiny pop music. (laughs) But from pop music that is on the radio and from things that I've heard on this album, there are good things about this album. And there are things that pop music could learn from this album to make it interesting, make it fun, even experimental in some points, which I really Mm -hmm. liked about it. It didn't... This is going to sound really terrible to say, but... You know, kind of like how Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, it brought all these instruments together to kind of tell this like story kind of thing. I got a mm. lot of vibes like that from this album. Kind of like... No, I, I get what you're it's saying. It's like a millennial Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> That's kind of what I took away from it. I've heard people compare it to being like this generation's OK Computer, which I think is a very That's, bold... That's very bold. Yeah, very, very bold assumption to make. And I don't just say that because of my obvious love for that album, but I really think OK Computer had a lot more subtext and was a lot more creative with yes, what's Yes, this there. is very like, you know, there's no hidden meaning behind the lyrics or kind of what it could be. It's very, this is what I'm singing about. This is the topic that, and for a pop record, that's perfect. That's all you need. Yeah. And I think if I were younger, if I was in that college bracket maybe my early 20s i'd probably enjoy this more yes this group definitely appeals to that early 20s you know kind of crowd yeah i just you know like we were talking about liam gallagher it's kind of just not for me might it's there are not for me might either yeah there's a lot of interesting i think the weirdest thing about this album to me is just the way the songs flow into each other like the beginning, there's like a little intro, and that kind of flows into "Give Yourself a Try," which is a pretty good song. Yeah, I, I really, actually like that. I really song enjoyed a lot. that. Um, keeps going a little bit. We get to love if, and then we get to love it if we made it. I'm not sure how you felt about that song. Mm. Very abrasive, very quick, very just kind of shooting heroin. Yeah. Yes, oh, that was just like whoa. Okay, we're, we're jumping the gun here a bit. And the way he sings it, too, is just like, I want you to know that I do drugs. Yeah. All right. Like, Great. a lot of the beats on this album are actually pretty decent, but some yeah. of the lyrics are just a little, like, cringy. There's a some... lot of auto-tune. Ugh. Yeah, there's way too much auto- It sounds like this guy can actually sing. Yeah, which is why I don't get why he relies on it so but, much. But I think it's it's a part of, you know kind of that mystery, you know, online relationships, computer world we live in where nothing is. I think it adds to the fact, you know, the theme they're trying to go for, like, you know, that love you have might not be real because you're falling in love with a computer, which apparently he wants to, you know, do a computer. With, uh, the, <laughs> oh, my gosh. The man who married a robot slash love theme, where it's, it's kind of like a spoken computer talking about, falling yeah. in love a guy literally and, falling in love with the internet and it's just like okay that's, you could have done that so much better in so many different ways like and i think that's where the okay computer comparisons come into play because they probably heard that one song on okay computer was it fitter better happier yeah. you know where it's pretty much as a robot voice going through all these things he should be doing to live a better life right and this one's it's got a story 
about a man, a lonely man who loves the internet so much and then he dies. <laughs> yeah. Like that that's pretty much the whole story. And it's like a like a moral like don't be on the internet too long cuz you're wasting your life and blah blah blah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah. But sure. like we're okay computer right. takes that theme and like uses word different wordings and different choruses and sound effects. Like this is just very like this is what I'm trying to tell you. It's not very subtle in its delivery. It's also just not well told. It's like you could do a story like that if it was at least creative. But it right, sounds like, like maybe it was like a... don't put the like don't put the whole story in one song. Like let it interject and like yeah. kind of, you know, I want to talk like King Gizzard and the Wizard King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I know. Unique New York. Unique New York. You know how and on Oh my gosh, what's the album they did with um Lord of Lightning? Oh yes. I know what you're talking about. But that's but that's a very good point. Murder of the Universe. There's a voice interjected that tells a story throughout the whole song bringing all of the album together. This doesn't have that and I feel like that song just kind of kills everything they're trying to go for and there's too many themes in it. Oh, the, oh yeah, there are a lot of themes in this. And I understand that they're all themes that are relevant for the typical person of this demographic that they're trying to appeal towards. But if you're going to try and be deep, quote unquote, you need to be able to do something more than what you're giving me here. I'm sorry, but we get these kind of albums so often these days. Everybody's jumping on the political train. Everybody's trying to point out the flaws in our society. Everybody's trying to say something. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do it, just have something unique to say. Otherwise, this is just something that's so easy to drown out. Yeah. I can definitely see, you know, I was saying earlier, why people like this, why people would gravitate toward it. It just, I don't know. Like, I did like parts of it. I did too. Yeah. But, mm, I don't know. The more I talk about it, it's just like... Did I really like this as much as I think I did? You see, okay. I will say this. Are we just, are we, are we, we should take our uh, bias glasses off here. Are we, are we too old to review this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we can be critical of pop music sometimes, but like I didn't, I, I went into this album not wanting to hate it. And yes. I'm trying to not be that guy who's just like, oh, well, they, it's just dumb pop music. You don't understand the culture. But like, at the end of the day, the whole album, is it actually worth, you know, taking the old man glasses off here? <sighs> you, I mean, you prove a good point. I, and I, I think that's a very, very good point because this definitely isn't something that's made for us. It's not. Yeah. It's not. This band is appealing towards teens and young millennials and, you know, like in their 20s. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I think this album is for. You know, I'm married and with a kid and, you know, you've got a longtime girlfriend. You know, we're both professionals in our career. We have a podcast, too, as well. Like, I don't think the average fan of this band is where we're at. And if they are, I'm not I'm not knocking that either. I want to make that clear. I'm not knocking yeah, don't. the fans of whoever you may be of this band. It's just not, it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like, I don't connect with it maybe as much as someone else would. But at the other hand, I can see why someone would connect with it. I just don't think a lot of their stuff on here is fully developed. And aside from the I don't see age I, gap difference, see I don't I think everything was developed. I think the, the production's great really? on this. Yeah, I think they wrote exactly what they set out to do. I I honestly, man, 
I'm with gonna, the I'm gonna have to disagree because I genuinely think that there are some songs on here that could be taken up a whole nother level. Oh, they could be. I, I agree on that, but I'm saying the way they wanted to write it and the way mm-hmm. that they wanted it to sound was exactly what they wanted. It, it is a very extremely polished album. Yeah. In that regard. In, okay. In, in the sound and the recording and the instruments, like everything is very melodically thought out, I think. Yeah. And Doesn't mean it's good or exactly. enjoyable, but I'm the band wanted it to be like this, I believe. Yeah, and I, and I think that's... The, it's almost like they limited themselves, whether they did intentionally or not. I just don't think this reaches any really grand heights. There's a track on here, and I'm trying to remember the name of it offhand. I think it's Sincerity is Scary. Yeah, I believe that's a track. Where at one point they have like this group sing-along part to it. And it's just like, I've seen too many songs like this. And it doesn't feel fresh. It feels stale. And it doesn't feel, for a song that should be about sincerity, it doesn't feel sincere. Yeah. And, and, and I guess that's the problem that I have with this album. I, I, I do agree with you in the sense that they set out to do what they did. I just think what they set out to do isn't enough anymore. And, you know, to your point about, like, us, you know, we're, we're definitely not dogpiling on pop music because there are pop albums that we really enjoy. Yeah. Um, in fact... One of my favorites this year has been Nest Night. That's a pop album. And her lyrics aren't that complicated. But she can rap, sing, cover all these different genres, like rap and R&B all together. Like, so even though her lyrics, and that's definitely a millennial album too. Yeah. Even though her lyrics aren't the most complicated thing, like, she does such a great job at creating memorable songs. And if I'm being honest, most of these aren't memorable to me. Yeah. And I, well, the, the the memorable ones are the singles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And the singles are extremely strong. Mm. For pop, for pop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For pop. If you if you compare it to what's on the radio now, yeah, I would agree with that. I still just think that like that this band is still not doing enough. Yeah, and we can kind of jump into our uh, final mm-hmm. thoughts here. I think the first couple listens I gave this thing, I, the first time I ever like listened to one of their songs, I was just like, you know, this sounds like Instagram music. Like, <laughs> I'm an Instagram model. I need background music. 1975 in the background. They're very like glamorous in that regard. Very, you know, highly produced. The auto tune. I just feel like there's a lot of artists out there that cover this topic of, you know, dating and internet culture and online relationships, even sex and relationships too, a lot better than this album did. You were talking about Nest Night, for instance. I would even say Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet yeah. is a way better example of yes. something, you know, if you're looking for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Also recommending Antarsico Vespucci, Love in the Time of Email, if you're looking for a punk version of this, which yeah. is, it's a very good album too. So it's, I see why a lot of people like this album. I totally get it. I don't think it was for me too much. I I would, the singles though are good. I will give it that. Mm-hmm. And I think those are their strong, they, they know how to write a good single song, especially it's not living if it's not with you. I kind of like that song. I thought it was, it was a little cheesy, but it's, it's, it's sweet. It's good. It's a good song. So as far as if you're looking for, 
you know something experiment if you're if you're not too much into the indie music this is a very safe band to go with yes i feel like if you you know want to start listening to more indie artists this is a great album to start with i would agree dip your toes get in wet a little bit and kind of if you're looking to graduate beyond the radio yeah exactly so i think that's a good point yeah so criticisms aside i still think it's a downloaded for me really yeah i think there's a lot of enjoyable parts of it despite maybe not being you know my cup of tea but there are elements that i do appreciate and enjoy that i could see myself you know if i bought this album i wouldn't be disappointed with it i I might be like okay it's you know not the greatest thing i've ever heard but there's still elements of it that do make it enjoyable and listenable too so interesting I'm so, not going to trash it as much as I thought I would, but no, I, I, I get it. And and I don't, and I don't disagree with what you're saying. Um, the reason why I kept on harping on them limiting, limiting themselves was based on what they had said in an interview. So the, I believe it's the lead singer, Matt Healy had said, quote, I hate Prague. I hate double albums. I hate indulgence. I hate it when the world goes, hey, we've got our attention. And someone goes, right, well, if I got your attention, how many guitar solos? End quote. And that's my problem here. Like, this is just someone who has musical talent, but is so focused on creating pop without realizing that, like, you don't have to limit yourself and any genre just because you're trying to fit a certain niche. And just because other artists had done things that you don't like doesn't mean that you're not, you know, still part of the same rules of creating a strong album. So like when I read that, it just kind of made me seem like, okay, I get it you don't want to be the guy that's like, well, we're just going to throw in this crazy solo for the sake of it. I don't expect these guys to be like the Mars Volta, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard or any of those other kind of bands. I get it. I also think too that doing something like that has to work within the context of what you're doing. And he's right. And he's right. That kind of stuff wouldn't work in the context of this band, but no, it's very friendly pop bubblegum indie yeah, but that also doesn't mean that you can't change it up more than you do, and it doesn't mean that you should try and stick within what you know works. There are some experimental elements to this, and there's definitely even a couple like jazz elements too as well. I don't know if we covered that earlier. Yeah, there's a lot of trumpets in it. it gave me a little bit of American football vibes. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did a little bit. But I still think that Say what you will about those bands that maybe are self-indulgent with those huge guitar solos and stuff like that He that he's referencing. I still feel like that they work within the context of their genre. So it's like, what about your genre and what you could do within that to take it somewhere else? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of over-reliance on autotune in yes. this album. I think there's a lot of over-reliance on really familiar tropes and other elements that are very much, you know, that have been discussed quite a bit already within that age group, the millennial age group. And I also just kind of feel like, too, that there's just really not 
any real creativity. I mean, like you said, they lay it out there. It's just all out there. And look, their fan base isn't going to complain. Their fan base is loving this album. Their fan base is talking about how important this album is. It's going to be the best album of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if this album ends up being like one of the highest selling albums on vinyl because I know Park Ave CDs are um, go-to place for vinyl. They had a listening party there mm-hmm. and there were so many people there. I get it. I'm not going to knock any of those people. I can't reiterate that enough. But I think pop music, the reason why I'm so hard on it probably more than any other genre is because there's a lot of familiar tropes where people stick with what works because it's worked for them. And I, and, I, and I think I got a lot of that from this. There's a lot of reliance on that throughout this whole album. I never really felt really connected to it. And I was really waiting for that album for this album. I was really waiting for this album to click with me. And just like you, the several times that I listened to it, I was like, all right, there's, you know, some nice parts here. I mean, there's definitely some good songs. I think so. But honestly, I don't know if I'm going to come back to this. Mm-hmm. I really don't know if I have any desire to do that. I understand that we've discussed now at this point that like it's not for me, all that kind of stuff. But I do love pop music. But I love good pop music. I love pop music that doesn't fit into any kind of norm. And if this is your gateway drug to indie music, like Adam was saying before, all the better. I really hope that happens for some people, but I just don't think there's enough here for me to keep on coming back. And quite honestly, I'm, you know, it's a millennial album, so I'm going to give it a millennial rating of stream it. <laughs> nice. It's absolutely a stream it for me. I I was waiting to see what is it about this band that people find so special and I just wasn't seeing it. See, I I see what it is, like why people like this band but i just you know like we were saying it's not for me yeah i i was like it's very safe indie music it's very pop friendly indie music that's that's the thing of it yeah it is i i don't i don't get all the hype behind it i i I really don't this is one kind of like it kind of reminds me when kings of leon got really big when they did um only by the night Mm -hmm. kind of like but that was a different experience too just because kings of leon completely changed their sound you know oh yeah they, in that regard but it's kind of like that big hype like oh my god kings of leon they're so great i love them so much oh my god and it's like well do you ever hear what they did before all this yeah. like would you like that too and yeah i wouldn't be surprised if this band pulled a kings of leon and cold play and tried to become the next u2 it just seems to happen yeah it, with it these seems like they're gonna do like coachella and like the fell festival lineup this album definitely will bring them acclaim for sure but yeah, it, it it will. I almost feel like this album would have worked better as like almost a, you know, like the bedroom pop kind of genre. Like, if this was on a smaller scale. Yeah, I feel like it. The topic is too big to make it this huge production. Yeah, yeah. yeah it would have been more like heartfelt and sincere if it was like really lo-fi sounding That's and like it. in like a room, you know, like. Recorded oh. on like a cassette player or something. Yeah. Like little bleeps and bloops and like little muffles of just like him like, you know, just like, you know, it it lacks heart. Yes. I think that's what it is. It, he's singing. A, oh, dang. That's it. He's, yeah, that's it, it. It lacks heart. Dude. It's like I, the Grinch. It doesn't have a heart. <laughs> I knew we would get to the bottom of this. Yes. I knew there was something that I was 
that w- just because I wasn't you're whining to. about your girlfriend doesn't mean you care about her. Yeah, it like, also it just, doesn't mean like these topics are worth a big album, a 58 minute album at that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. I don't need 58 minutes of like millennial experiences. There's no. There's no heart. No. That's it. It's, it's That's not why there. we don't like it. It doesn't. You, these kind of topics don't deserve this kind of big grand scale. I'm sorry, yeah. they don't. And if you and if you are going to go that route, you have to have stronger personalities of what you're singing about. I feel like, in my opinion, you yeah. know, I if, think they think they have very strong personalities. Oh, of course they do, and but I'm sure but the I fans think the, do too. And the auto tune really covers that up, and oh you know, yeah, makes them sound grander than you know they can. They are. Oh yeah, and it's supposed to be like to your point about that whole electronic aspect. But I feel like these topics are really small scale, mm-hmm. and I hate to. I pull... mean, it's it's global in some way, but uh, but it warrants you know, where where OK Computer was talking about the technology overall, this is like a small portion of it, yes. you know, and I think you know to our point, I think a lower fi setting would have really solidified it. But yeah, yeah, some somebody needs to like do a remix of this album. Strip away the vocals and come up with some really interesting instruments behind it. Yeah. Even though I, I, I did like some of the instrumental aspects on this album. I, I just think that, like, I don't know. The, t- the topics and what he's singing about, especially when he gets really blatantly obvious about it, aren't really that, like, uh, they're, they're just kind of, what's the word that I'm looking for? They're just kind of banal. Yeah. Like, okay, you're doing drugs. Cool, man. Cool story, bro. Cool story. Not for me, mate. Not for me, mate. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know we're going to get a lot of hate mail here, so we're, we're going to have to prepare ourselves. I don't even know if we should tell people our email or our Instagram. Might even lose some followers because of this. Sorry. Yeah. What's Sorry. It's, it, that's why they listen. It's it's about the discussion of the music. Are, are, are you sure? Is that why they listen? Well, that's why I hope they listen. I, I you, know, you know why I think they listen? Because you, you're cute. You're, you're a cutie. Stop. Stop. You're the, you're the cutie. <laughs> hey, how, how has Hanukkah been for you? Hanukkah's, Hanukkah's been treating you well? Yeah, so far so good. Good, man. I'm glad to yeah, hear that. Lots of latkes, some really good gifts. Nice, man. Yeah. Oh, good. It's been good. Good, 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 good stuff. Well, hopefully Hanukkah Harry will uh, treat us well on our next review. <laughs> hopefully it'll be more upbeat when we discuss the latest album from Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah. Some mm. rap song. I'm excited to talk about that yeah, one. Yeah, me too. Very, very excited. And I'll be dropping on Thursday here, folks, on the next episode of Grounds for Discussion. discussion. An auto-tune. Bye.